Actor and filmmaker Ann Johnston Brown has spent the past 35 years navigating the ups and downs of Hollywood. With a master's degree in theater arts, Ann was a professor at the prestigious American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Los Angeles and is the author of several books published by Smith & Krauss, the world's largest of its kind. Her films on the subject of homelessness have won countless awards, and her voice can be heard throughout the world in a variety of television and radio commercials, as well as the audiobooks of many New York Times and USA Today best-selling authors. And now, she brings to you the best of what she's learned. Welcome to The Actor's Guide. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Actor's Guide. We have uh, a gentleman on the show today. Well, I, every so often I get to introduce you to one of my heroes. I get to interview them, and this is uh, one of those days. He has credits in everything, theater, commercials, voiceovers, television, film, the list goes on and on. I'm sure he's a master at improv. Uh, his name is Robert Pine, and he's on the line right now. Hey, Robert, how you doing? I'm doing great, Anne. How are you doing? <laughs> I am better than ever with you uh, talking to me today. <laughs> and this is this is just a thrill for me. Uh, and I know that based on the emails I'm getting, that that the stuff we're going to talk about today is going to really benefit some of these young actors who want to know what they're in for. They're 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 starting a career, and they just want to know what you, as a man who's been in the industry for okay let's just say decades we're not going to date ourselves but um uh, <laughs> but, but decades you you know on, all they have to do is go to your imdb which we'll be linking on the podcast uh and they want to they want your input and so i want to just start like i like to do especially with a veteran actor i want to ask you how did you break into the business of acting well, you know, it's a story that uh, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend uh, people. I was incredibly lucky. Now, I started out, I went to college at Ohio Wesleyan University, and I wanted to be a doctor. Had been since, I think, the ninth grade. Wanted to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I had learned, uh, well, many years later, when I was in my 50s, that... Uh, I have a condition called ADD that everybody knows about now, yeah. attention deficit disorder, okay. which means my focus wanders very easily. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was a firm C-plus student in high school oh. and college. I tried like hell. I kept yeah. my, no, I tried, but I just, I'm, I've never have been a scholar. Okay. And, um, I always thought I was sort of slow and dumb, but um, it's not the case. I, you, you can be smart in other ways, and um, I, I give myself a lot more credit than I than I used to with common mm. sense and everything like that. Right. And I'm a great reader. I love to read. My problem is I don't retain it very well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, I... Um, <clears throat> After college, uh, and I, 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 uh, uh, I was turned down by 10 medical schools, and, mm. but I still was going to give it a try. Went to New York with my college roommate who'd been to high school with me, and I um, uh, 
tried to go to uh, take some extension courses at Columbia. And within two weeks, I said, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I got my degree. Yeah. And everybody, but what do I do? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, what am I? What am I qualified to do? And my uh, my uh, roommate had been to high school with me. Said, "Well, why don't you be an actor?" Had you because ever acted I, before? I mean, did he know yes. that? Oh, okay. I, I had acted in high school. Okay, and uh, and this is how that started. Mm. I, I I was um, <laughs> <laughs> I was late turning in a uh, an English paper, which was not unusual. Mm -hmm. Uh, as I've indicated, yes. And I went after school to hand it in to uh, the my English teacher. I, unbeknownst to me, he was the head of the uh, uh, drama club, and they were having um, auditions for, uh, I think it was Best Foot Forward or some comedy. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, "Why don't you try out?" And I said, "Nah, nah, I'm a football player." <laughs> and, uh, and um, and I was at 145 pounds, ringing wet, and I got the crap kicked out of me. But but I bet uh, you were gorgeous, which is why he said, "Oh, you'd be great for the stage, man." <laughs> well, yeah, and I must say, and we did these things for the. I was in a high school that went from seven to twelfth grade. Yeah, we, we we would do it for the uh, for assembly. Yeah, and we right. had two performances: one for the seven through. Uh, uh, nine and then ten through uh, twelve, uh -huh. and uh, and he cut these things down to forty-five minutes. These plays, and he did a very good job, I must say. And I remember about the third line I had, uh, I got this huge laugh, and I thought, <laughs> "Whoa, <laughs> I like that! I like that!" <laughs> so for the next four years, yeah. I got lead in, in these plays every year. Yeah. And, and uh, I really, really enjoyed it. But I was from a community, Scarsdale, New York, which is a, a very privileged community uh, north of uh, in Westchester County, north of New York City. Mm -hmm. And everybody in our town was either lawyer, doctor, business executive. Yeah. I, it never entered my mind ever that I'd be an actor. I wow. never. And then when my um, when my roommate uh, when I said i don't know what to do he says well why don't you be an actor because oh. he'd seen me do that and you know it's like a light bulb that mm -hmm. that image going off in your head i go right. yeah <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> thank god that roommate spoke up man yes mm. because i don't think i ever would have thought of no. it as it a responsible career <laughs> but wasn't it in your family history i mean didn't didn't your or didn't you come my, my mm -hmm. mother that's very good my mother went and this was part one of the people i called mm -hmm. this is why i say this is not the usual way to become an actor okay. and i don't uh, if you have connections use them oh but yeah I, but she uh, went to um college in boston to a small college uh, called Erskine, and mm. Erskine was a two-year girls' school, and she wanted to be an actress. Yeah. Well, they didn't have boys there, so they <laughs> called Harvard, and the Harvard uh, people who were um, in the um, who had some acting chops uh, came down to fill mm. in the, the boys' roles, and one of them was Robert Anderson, who was a uh, playwright who mm -hmm. did T Sympathy. Uh, I know you can't hear the when the water's running. He, he was uh, right behind um, um, 
Tennessee Williams and mm. uh, Arthur Miller in, in the 50s and the wow. 60s in, in plays. And uh, I, uh, he had told me once previously that, uh, that when he saw me do a thing in Nantucket where all the, it was a summer resort and all the summer kids and moms and dads and everything did these musicals. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, I was in it, and he happened to be there. And back at a cocktail party, he said, uh, "Your mother says you want to be an actor." I said, well, "I never said I want to be an actor. <laughs> I'm going to be a doctor." He said, "Well, have you ever changed your mind? Let me know." Well, oh. I changed my mind. I called him. Okay. You could hear on the end of the phone this this pause, like you know, I'm sure going through his head. Why did I ever say that? <laughs> <laughs> and so he said, well, why don't you come over for dinner? And yeah. um, his wife was Teresa Wright, an Oscar winner in, wow. in the 40s and a lovely woman. And they spent three hours telling me what a crappy idea this was. <laughs> and, um, and, yeah. uh, but, and I, this was in like October mm-hmm. of 63. Yeah. And um, now they can figure out how old I am. <laughs> In '63, and um, I, uh, I said, "Well, you know, I'm taking these courses at Columbia, and my dad's paying for it, and I feel I got to finish it." At least is the end of February, and paying for my apartment with mm-hmm. with my roommate. And um, but in in February, I decided to do it. I called him back. He introduced me to a. To two agencies, the William Morris Agency, oh, the Ashley Steiner Agency, which which morphed into mm. ICM, and um, yeah. uh, uh, then the artistic director at Lincoln Center. Yeah, wow. uh, I I think I don't think I ever met with William Morris because I, I did a scene for uh, Ashley Steiner, and they signed me oh. I, with no thing. That's you can't do that today, yeah. unfortunately. They're not. Agencies aren't that eager to do it, um, but um, so I I had an agent. Yeah. Then I called my uh, my the father of my high school sweetheart, <laughs> uh, a guy named Jim Seward, who was a vice president of CBS Radio. He had two clients, uh, Arthur Godfrey and uh, Arthur uh, and uh, Edward R. Murrow. Oh boy, and, that's huge. Um, I said, could you help me? So he said, yeah, I'll get you in touch with the casting director at CBS Television. Wow. So I went and met him, did this scene for him, and he said, you know, I don't have anything for you now. He cast the soaps and stuff like that. But I'm going to send you to Eleanor Kilgallen. And she was Dorothy Kilgallen's sister, but also the talent representative for uh, Universal Pictures. Mm-hmm. And I went and did a scene for her. And then she called me a couple days later. She said, would you, uh, could I take you to lunch at Sardi's, which is this oh, uh, yeah. very showbiz uh, <laughs> uh, restaurant uh, on Broadway, mm-hmm. or off of Broadway, I think 42nd Street. And so I go to lunch with her, and she said, how would you like to go uh, um, and uh, screen test for a contract at Universal? Mm. And uh, this was in, so I got the, the, the this was in april yeah so um um i said well um gosh uh well let, let me think about this so i called bob anderson i said 
you know, uh, I've been offered to go out and do a screen test, uh, you know, and but you know, I want to, I'm, I want to be on the stage and everything yeah. like that. And he said, you know, you got to take your breaks where they come. You can all New York will always be here. You can always come back. Can I? And I say something though about that. Well, I like to stop sometimes and make a note yeah. and tell tell our listeners make a note, take the break where it comes. Uh, this, yes. this isn't this isn't hard, but I've had to, to stop and make this note several times during interviews with various others. And you've you you know this. I asked you you know where did you make your big break, and you're telling us now. But you made the break because you took a risk in doing something that might have been outside of your plan. And uh, yeah, and yeah. I would say this also that when you want to be an actor and and you get into show business in one form or another. To keep your, um, your your center of focus, let it broaden a little bit because sometimes opportunities, and I know many people in my uh, my business who have started off in actors and then an opportunity came up, one came up uh, and he was doing well in, in acting, but as a casting director and he took this thing and it led to him being a, uh, a producer, mm. director and mm. writer. The MASH television show. Oh, wow. He, he uh, which is one of the um, most Biggest successful franchises, yeah. franchises there yeah. have been. Right. And um, he was wonderfully successful. Wow. And because he kept his, uh, you know, he kept his, uh, his options open. His <laughs> open. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Say that. So, Anyway, uh, I did. I went out to uh, in April, uh, uh, end of April, to California and uh, had my screen test. Came home a few weeks later. They said uh, we'd like to exercise the option, put you under contract to Universal. Please show up here on May twenty fifth, mm -hmm. and that's when it started. So, so one month later. One month later. So uh, in March, I got an agent. In, 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 uh, April, you April, went out. Mm -hmm. Green test. In, in May, I was under contract. <laughs> now, I wouldn't take my <laughs> my <laughs> particular experience as um, the norm. As, yeah, as your game plan. Yeah, because it's a lot more difficult. Uh, but what I would suggest anybody who's interested in acting and it's really something to first uh, do a what are your what why do you want to do this number one and if your answers are well I hear there's a lot of money in it and um, <laughs> I love to sign autographs and sign be famous You're right uh, that's not gonna make that's not gonna work mm -mm, at mm -mm. all. What I've always said to young actors is you have to love the process of acting. Right. In other words, you have to love to get up, to look at a part, tear mm -hmm. it down, mm -hmm. see what kind of, uh, what the psychology of this right. character or whatever, what his past life was that brings you to this moment in this scene. Right. But get yourself to an acting class, right. put yourself up on the stage and see how that feels if you haven't done it before right. and if you have done it before in high school or you know as an amateur and you love it that's mm -hmm. great right and, but you have to uh i would go to a professional acting class 
And well, uh, it, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to ask you though before we move on, because I do want to ask you about what your advice is in in training. But before mm-hmm. we leave the subject, I, I you know we've been talking on this podcast a lot about networking and the fact that <laughs> your mother was connected. You 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 know you're giving your you know you know the fact that that you know your connections came rather easily, but you had the talent. And, and, you know, just because you have connections, if you don't have the talent, you know, uh, which it's twofold, you know, I, we've been talking to people, uh, on, on this podcast about networking, making sure you get out there, you know, just, 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 you know, get, get in front of people, you know, talk to people, pick brains. But do your training. And so you're moving into that subject right now. My question for you is, how specifically did you train? Do you still train? Are, are you in any workshops? And, and what do you think about workshops? Uh, I think workshops are great. And, you know, when I first came out here, Eleanor Kilgallen, who sent me out here, mm-hmm. uh, said, be very careful when you come out to go out to California because the sun is there. It's a luxurious place to live. <laughs> and I would suggest you don't spend your time on the beach yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the first thing I came out here is I looked for a uh, an acting class, which uh, Jeff Corey, who mm-hmm. uh, was an actor and blacklisted mm-hmm. um, during the 50s, and to stay afloat, he started this acting class, and he had a—he was wonderful. No. He was wonderful, and I because I—I uh, I thought I had a singing voice. I got—I went and took singing lessons. And uh, another thing, when I started, every other show on television at that time was seemed to be a western. Yeah, I learned. Ride a horse, the best thing I ever did. <laughs> really? Well, how many how many times did you have the opportunity to ride a horse in a show? Oh my God! Um, I did. Let's see, five five Virginians, four oh, Gunsmoke. Wow. I did uh, Bonanza. I, I did. I did a ton <laughs> of them. That's amazing. That a rider really helped me out, yeah. and uh, and I became a very good rider. Wow. Uh, Yes, it's not a big deal today, but uh, you know any any skills that you yes. might need, uh, yes, dancing or uh, things like that. Now they don't do a lot of that, but there, there's certain uh, dancing. Uh, take a dance oh, class, please. Yes, if you're a woman or something like that, mm-hmm. that always it just helps in your movement. Yeah, and and um, even for the men too. I mean, you know, just oh, yeah. Actually, my son is a. Very Chris Pine, who's a who's a very successful actor, is taking a dance class now. And, <laughs> okay, uh, so there's your note too, guys. Write this down. It doesn't matter how big you get. And we know Chris Pine is huge right now, uh, and yet he's still training. You know, I love that. I love it. You know, um, and uh, mm-hmm. as far as training uh, beyond that, uh, I was in a class for many years when I was in my. 40s and 50s i think into my 60s okay stop you're aging yourself keep (laughs) yeah right i I don't want to i'm not hiding anything i'm 80 years old oh we love it i'm still working so i know thank god i'm in good health and and stuff like that Uh, yes you use there's there's no you've got to keep yourself sharp and and that's 
and I belong to a, a, a theater here, the Antius Theater, which uh, I, I'm active in, and um, where I've done plays and stuff like that. And I know you've been doing that for quite a while, though. This isn't a recent thing, because I, I mean, when we okay. worked together ten years ago or more, you know, you were involved. Oh in, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I might say to your listeners that. Uh, your host here, Anne, is uh, is quite a good actress, and we had uh, we did a show together, and I, and she played uh, a really, uh, excuse me, a bitchy character, <laughs> and I, I had a great scene with her where I just tore the shreds out. <laughs> I feel that's favorite scenes going because that was fun man. <laughs> oh well i have and you know what i got my two bits in before you got your two bits in so we really got to really uh just yes that's true, that's true. we got to tear each other up except you got the better end of it when it was all well, said and done <laughs> the finale which is good <laughs> oh you got the walk-off you got the walk-off line you know yeah that's right no it was good it was good uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'd love to do that again, but we're getting too old for the, or I'm getting too old. Well, for at 55, I can't. I can't play a pregnant woman anymore. And my character was eternally <laughs> pregnant in that show. <laughs> you can almost get away with it. Come on. Uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> if I put enough makeup on. Well, you know, I want to ask you something because we're we're yeah. talking about the Antius Theater, and you're you're in a wonderful mm-hmm. theater group. Which, and again, the note is for everyone: you you never stop training. You just you just keep you keep training all the time. Look at Chris, uh, Robert's son. Chris, he's taking dance lessons. Uh, Robert's in a in a theater group, and the theater. I keep stressing to the audience is is such a great way to get your chops, to get your your you to refine your skills. In your mind, because you've done it all, what is the difference between acting on the, the theater stage? And in front of a camera. Well, there's a, a lot of differences, and and they are different. And, and you can't, uh, you know, on the stage, you have to project over the footlights and stuff right. like that, and uh, you don't just speak in a regular um, um, a film voice. Right. Actually, a funny thing happened to me. Just to digress for a second here, <laughs> I, I, in that. Um, a screen test I did. Uh, you know, that was my first. I, had, I mean, I had no idea what, what it was about. The, the, the fact that I sat in a chair and somebody put makeup on me, I thought, <laughs> you know, I'd always made up myself. And in the theater, you do. And um, <clears throat> and so we, we're about to, we rehearse this scene and we're about to go. And uh, they say action. And I start talking in my theater voice, which I'm projecting. <laughs> Very quiet scene between yeah. two people uh, <laughs> talking to one another. They're, they're maybe uh, four feet apart. And the, the, they say, God, 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 God. <laughs> Don't have to just talk to him. Don't do that. Yeah. So, yes, there are many differences between, uh, yeah. between. But creating a part, whether it's on screen or on stage, the homework you do is very similar. Okay. Because you want you have to find out who this character is, what his past life was, what he wants, what what happens in a scene, what his goal is in this scene, what is going on behind be uh, 
before he came into the scene, before he opens the door, mm-hmm. what what was going on? Suppose uh, as an example, and uh, just a lot of things. And so, the relationships, uh, the relationships you oh, have with all the people in in all the characters, all the characters mm-hmm. and people you talk about that don't never show up. You know, right. your mother. Your so all of that in what what is your psychology and uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, so all of that is very important mm-hmm. uh, yeah it, and 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 that doesn't change whether you're on the theater stage or whether in you're in front of the camera that does not change I haven't personally had very much experience in front of the camera myself I'm a theater actor that's all I've done for 30 years it's all I really cared to do uh, uh, not that I wouldn't have turned, would have turned the opportunity down, but it's just all I did. So, uh, when I ask that question, I'm actually asking for myself as well. Um, but it's fascinating to think that we prepare for our characters the same way. Oh, yes. Yeah. You, you do. I mean, acting is acting. And, you know, that's why I'm in this theater group, which right. is so important. I haven't done as many plays recently, but, uh, because they, the, uh, the uh, equity rules have changed here in, in right. Hollywood, which I, I won't get into. Oh, but, I know. Um, it's uh, there. You there can be months that go by between your jobs. Yeah, and you you want to be sharp, and mm-hmm. to be sharp, you have to get up on a stage. Right, it's hard to get in front of a camera uh, during <laughs> that time. Yeah, but it's it's important to exercise your your acting muscles yes and the well, stage is a good way to fill that in right and so you so you'll never end your your stage you know craft your stage work uh you should keep that going even if you are a television film actor and speaking of those those television and film roles of your past um i've got a kind of a twofold question which mm-hmm. which of your roles do you believe was the, or you don't just believe is was the one that launched your career, would you say? Well, that's hard to say. I mean, I, I did a series in the uh, 70, late 70s and early 80s called Chips, which yeah. was fortunately very successful for yeah. six seasons. And, of course, that, that gave me a big boost. And, and you were the uh, captain, right? You were Eric Estrada's captain. The, the sergeant. Oh, sergeant, I, okay. <laughs> the boss of the two guys. Okay. Uh, that gave me a big lift. Yeah. Uh, but I would say um, before that, what would it have been? I got a nice job on a gun smoke. Yeah, okay. Which would be a good good film to see. And, you know, in those days, mm-hmm. you didn't have, um, you know, demo tapes like they do today. And for your right. listeners, demo tape is that – when you've done some things, you pick out scenes from the different shows you've done and put them on a, a disc. Maybe it'd be, be uh, five or six minutes, uh, usually not longer than that, because people will say when your agent says that we'd like you to see him for this, they say, do you have any tape on him? And yeah. you send demo reel and, and they look at that. But they didn't have that back then. And But what they would do to do they have a show we could see? And I would send them this Gunsmoke show. And How uh, would you send that in, though, back then? Was it on a VHS tape? Did they have that? No, they, would, uh, no, they didn't have VHS then. They didn't have anything. No. It was unknown then. 
So everything was on film. Everything was filmed. Reel to reel, like a reel to reel type thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They would uh, send the actual, they would call, now CBS did uh, Gunsmoke and uh, say this was for an NBC show or whatever the show was. They would ask, could you send over, and they did this, uh, Mm -hmm. could you send or Lyle's Kid was the name of this episode. Could you send that that over? And they would, because they all swapped swapped right, them. Right, right. That's um. And they had a viewing room in all these studios where they would take the reel to reel. Yeah, rooms all the time because what they would do back then, uh, they would have what they called dailies. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, when you uh, were shooting a show, uh, they would have what they had made the day before they at lunchtime the the director and um, the stars if they wanted to they usually didn't go but the the director and producers would go and look at dailies and see if they got everything they want right from the shooting before or if they said you know we got to reshoot that because that really doesn't work yeah and uh so these dailies so they had these a lot of these um you know, uh, viewing rooms that were seated maybe 20 people, mm-hmm. 25 people. So they had a lot of those on, right. on each lot where you would go and, and watch the dailies. Now, my gosh, they can, they can, <laughs> it is so streamlined now. <laughs> they have, uh, they have um, uh, iPads. Oh, that, yeah. uh, they, they just record it right on the iPad where they sh- when they're shooting it. Mm-hmm. They usually do it on tape now. But do you think that there's something lost in the old way of having done it? Or do you think that this new streamlined way is an improvement? There are improvements in it because you can see mistakes early on and not uh, waste time reshooting on another day. Right. Um, So there are improvements in that way. But... um, and they have what they call video village now where they can all the producers and directors sit there while it's filming and watch what's going on. Wow. Okay. I remember when I did it, uh, you would, the director and I directed a couple episodes of chips. You would sit right by the camera out of the, uh, the, the, uh, actor's eye. You don't mm-hmm. want to distract them, but you would watch right there. And I would ask my, um, the guy who's looking through the camera, I said, did that look good? Because it's good for me. It's good for you. <laughs> He's seeing everything and everything's right. lit. And he'd say, yeah, it is. So he'd say, okay, uh, that's a take. Let, let's move on. And that was part one of my interview with veteran television and film actor Robert Pine. I hope you'll join us for the next episode in which we finish out this series with part two of the interview. And Robert Pine will give us a lot more advice and also talk about how it was to be the father of such a great film actor Chris Pine, who has done so much uh, in the last decade uh, in Hollywood. And so we hope you'll join us again. Don't forget to subscribe to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever you're listening to. Make sure you do subscribe and help us out by just telling others about the show. And we hope you're benefiting a lot from this information you're getting. Thanks a lot, guys. This has been The Actor's Guide. Tag. You're it. 
This has been the Actors Guide. For more information about Ann Johnston Brown or to join the tag team, please visit our website at ajbprods.com/podcast.